That kind of nerd. Let's start the show with comics, movies, and technology. Here we go, bringing you the segments that you're looking for, like Cape Talk screen to stream, tech perspective, and more. Cast this nerd degree and the blockbuster. Welcome to the club, cause you're that kind of nerd. Welcome everybody to That Kind of Nerds podcast, a weekly show where we talk about the nerdy stuff that's happening in the nerdy world, and I don't know how CJ intros this. I am Brian Thornton. I am joined by Josh Burns, and no CJ. What up? So, I don't know. Are we sad about this? Uh, well, I'm always a little sad when when uh, when the trio isn't together, but you know. This is true. The, the Triforce is not assembled properly. The Triforce currently. is not assembled properly. That's exactly. Currently, CJ is finding out just how small a world it is by little uh, talking dolls that, as he slowly goes mad. And yeah, what I'm going to do for CJ uh, this episode, and I know you're editing, uh, but what I'm going to do for when he listens is I'll just, like, from time to time, look away from the microphone like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll help me out a lot. Well, you'll be able to see. Thanks, Josh. You'll be all right. All right. So anyway, I'm going to try something new. Let's 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 like, let's let's just talk. Let's talk a little bit. So because because I want you to know something has changed. Something has changed in my life, Josh. I need you to know. And I want the listeners to know as well. OK, you are now speaking to slash listening to a man who has touched the same hand that voice Batman. <laughs> I am very happy right now. I got to see Kevin Conroy at Philly Comic Con today. I also got to sit in the Adam West Batmobile. That's and cool. And in the Jurassic Park Jeep. So I was very happy the, today. The Wrangler or the uh, the Explorer? The, I don't know, it's a Jeep. It's a, no, not the Explorer. The Explorer is the green one with the yellow. Yeah, from the first movie. No, yeah, we, we did the other one. The brown one with the red top. Okay. We were, I got to sit in that, which was also pretty cool. Was that a Jeep? Okay. Yeah. More importantly, the Batmobile had an actual bat phone in it. See, now that's that's where how, did you how, did you have to pay for, to sit in that? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you pay for like the photo and everything. Yeah, like yeah, that. but yeah. like, what are we talking about? Uh, Batmobile, twenty bucks worth it. Uh, dress, Jurassic Park Jeep, ten bucks. Oh, yeah, and totally, it totally worth totally it. Totally worth it. And how long was the line? Uh, non-existent. What? There was no line. To sit in the Batmobile and have your picture taken? There was no line? I know, right? I, w- I was also confused as well. I'll tell you what. Let me, uh, here, I'll send, you, I'll send you the pictures real quick so you can comment because they're quite spectacular. Oh, that's so cool. Right? They had all sorts of like, um, like props and stuff. Like I'm in the, wearing the Alan Grant hat and the, the jacket uh, with the, the little bandana and everything. Oh, that is it so was pretty cool. epic. Philly Comic Con this weekend. I'm highly enjoying myself. Um, I not only did I get to see Kevin Conroy and shake his hand and thank him for being the voice of my childhood. In fact, my brother thanked him. I just nodded and said ditto. <laughs> um, I got a thumbs up from Dean Kane as I was walking past, which was pretty exciting. Thumbs up from Dean Kane. Yeah. What, what was he thumbs upping? Well, he was signing some stuff and we were walking past and they were like, he, he's, he's not taking any visitors right now because he's about to go to a panel. And we were like, OK, well, we're just going to wave. Hi, Dean. And he was like, hi. And he gave us like a thumbs up. And I was like, oh, my God, awesome. Superman just gave me a thumbs up. It was really cool. <laughs> Anything new going on in your world? Have you met a Batman recently, Josh? I've not. I've not met any Batmen or women or uh, children 
or I did I did watch uh, Into the Spider Verse again. Mm, that was wonderful good. movie. It was, so but good. you know what? I do what I do have for you in 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 terms of sort of just back and forth before we get into like officially uh, nerdy topics. Yes, yes. So subscription services they 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 run the gamut from from obviously streaming and whatnot to food um to like grocery and 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 paper goods yeah like like blue apron and things like that yeah to um like health and beauty products okay sure sure have you ever heard of a service called birchbox I have heard of Birchbox. Okay, so I subscribe to Birchbox, and I get all these cool samples, and I decide what like what stuff I want to actually you know buy as a as a product, right? Um, so Christian had saxophone Tuesday night. Laura takes him. Zoe went with a friend to her game, and I said, oh, "I'll just I'll just show up at the game at six o'clock before it starts." So mm-hmm. I show up, and Laura shows up an hour and fifteen minutes later. Right now. I promise you this is going somewhere. I I believe you are. Laura comes up. I give her a kiss. She sits down, talks to me for a minute, and then says, both the children will be riding home with me. And I said, oh, 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 okay. Okay. It seems like something odd to say at a softball game, but I'm not, you know, this isn't the place for me to argue about that. All right. We get home. And she's like, how much did you have to drink? And I'm like, I... I actually, I didn't, I had nothing to drink because I was expecting to have to take the kids home. Like, I didn't think, you know, she's like, well, you stink of alcohol. And I'm like, holy shit. The, uh, like the cleansing wipes I got from Birchbox were bourbon and cedar. Oh God. And right before I went to the game, like I wiped my face and my neck and my arms. You know what I mean? Like I just, yeah. I just gave myself a zhuzh quick. So you smell like a distillery. Just gave myself a little zhuzh and I give Laura a kiss and she's like, holy shit, I can taste bourbon. Holy shit. He stinks like bourbon. Oh gosh. And I'm like, I can't ever use those again. Uh, <laughs> I, that is a bad vibe to put out there into the world. And I'm thinking to myself and, and like, we, I give her the, I give her the like the empty pack, and I'm like, "Is that what I smelled like?" She's like, "Yes." I'm like, "That's a wipe. <laughs> That's not me proper. That's a wipe." So, wow. Um, just, I'm um, just, you know, before you guys use some of these subscription products, like give them a healthy whiff and and use your best judgment, because if she smelled, she smelled me next to me, then the people behind me and downwind were smelling it too. Yeah, right. And these are all. Parents of kids that my kids go to school with. So now the rumor mill has oh, started. Dude, all Did the busy bodies, I'm the... sure. Oh my God. I can't even imagine the busy bodies. <laughs> um, luckily, I give no shits. Like I, you know, yes, yes. I wake up with 12 and I go to bed with a dozen. Yeah. Excellent. Much like some of us do. None given that day. But just, you know, word of warning I, t- I took the bullet for all of you. And I can, I can say just careful what you put just, right. just be careful, careful what you put what on you your face put on your body yeah excellent well thank you for that psa announcement because now i know and knowing is half the battle it is as as i learned growing up so let's get into some nerdy news uh we're going to start off the show with my favorite segment uh we're going to talk about the world of comic books and the way they affect movies and the way they affect television the way they affect comic-con and the way they affect myself we're going to talk about Cape Talk. Cape Talk. So, 
first and foremost, I do need to, uh, we got to pour one out, Josh. I don't know what you're drinking over there. We're going to pour it out because after 26 years, DC Comics is, there's a lot of rumors going around that they're going to be closing their Vertigo publication. Now, Josh, how familiar are you with the Vertigo stuff? Not, not, not a ton. Like, if I, 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 there may be a couple titles I know. Is Preacher one of those? If I were to say titles like Preacher, like Sandman, uh, I'm, like, I'm, I'm uh, familiar with Preacher. Hellblazer or John Constantine. Oh, I'm very um, familiar with Constantine. Lucifer, a oh. lot of stuff. Actually, Watchmen was originally printed, uh, was reprinted so under Vertigo. Let me ask you a question. Does that mean that, like, are they just giving up on the books because the television shows have been so successful or what? I don't think they're giving up on the books at all. So, you know, this is still rumors, but it's very, you know, credible sources. But um, when we're talking about when they close a publication, the books don't necessarily always end. I have a feeling they're big titles. They're Lucifer's, they're Hellblazer's, they're uh, Sandman's, stuff that they want to continue to kind of do more stories with. Um, will probably continue under DC's publication, but they are just canceling the Vertigo uh, banner itself. Vertigo started off in '93 in as like the just the more serious stuff, like DC like would put out stuff like V for Vendetta, things that were more mature, not really meant to be kind of consumed by kids. Um, under this publication, that way you knew, hey, it's a DC owned property, but you know, I shouldn't let someone like you know the Christian's age read it. Um, right. and it was a lot of horror stuff and, you know, supernatural stuff and things like that. Yeah. They moved all I, the, they moved all the shit titles over to Vertigo. I mean, not shit titles uh, because Sam, Sandman is critically acclaimed. I'll give you Sandman, but like, dude, I, I, Creature I get, like, is swamp, amazing. Swamp things. And, and they did swamp thing for a while, but Hey, you know what? The best run of swamp thing, Alan Moore's run happened while under the Vertigo label. Okay. So. It was it was kind of like, hey, we're going to let the reins off. We're going to let you guys be a little bit more mature. Um, and nowadays, when we're talking about comic book collecting now, back in 93, that made sense. 93, there were still a lot of kids who were consuming the main Marvel and DC titles. Nowadays, there's not that many. In fact, Marvel and DC have gone and made their own separate publications just for kids because the main publications have become very adult driven. So it makes sense. Like we don't need a more mature label because all of our books are mature at this point. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about it. No, I mean, if, 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 and if DC reabsorbs some of the stuff that they gave away, fine, but let me, I'm just a follow up the swamp thing. Yes. If you removed, if you remove the guy that, uh, wrote the killing joke, Alan Moore. I know. I'm that's I'm just I'm I'm giving the listeners a little bit of context. If you eliminate the guy that wrote one of the best Batman comic stories ever, is the swamp thing even a thing? Um yeah. Because he by the time by that time he had still done Watchmen. He had still done, I believe V for Vendetta was done by that time. I'm not talking about Alan Moore. I, oh, no, I, he's got all the credit in the world. I'm talking so, about, like, remove him from the from Swamp Thing. Oh, remove him from Swamp Thing? Would we even be talking about Swamp Thing, are right. you asking me? Right. Probably not in the same context. I don't think there'd be a TV show about Swamp Thing. I'll tell you that much right now. All right. But 
he's still a decent character that he actually had a really good run uh about a year ago that I read a lot of acclaim about um but no, he we would not be talking about the character the way we do cool. because of Alan Moore. I don't want to beat a dead horse. I just wanted your opinion on on that specific thing because I have nothing but reverence for Alan Moore. Absolutely, and if, as you should. If he was the best part of that series, then bleh. but fine, we can move on. All right. Well, speaking of uh, you know moving on, let me ask you a question, Joshua. Yes, you sir. You posed me a question. I'm going to ask you a question. I don't just a, a yes or no. Did you see Dark Phoenix? Yes. All right. Now, if I were to tell you Dark Phoenix had such a terrible opening weekend that they're expected to lose a hundred million dollars, would you be surprised? I don't know. Because <laughs> uh like even though I thought it was very good, um and Christian loved it, um, you know, you got guys like CJ smearing it all over the internet. So um uh, no, because people have been warned off this movie that is c- thoroughly watchable. Now, here's and the only thing I'll say about it, bad. I turned to CJ and I went, "This is 1992. It's 1992." Mm-hmm. So, so Michael Fassbender 61. Oh, don't get me started on that. Oh, the timeline is totally The Beast screwed. is supposed to be 50. Yeah. Michael Fassbender yeah. and James McAvoy are supposed to be in their 60s. Yeah. It, it, they I mean, don't give a shit I mean, about Professor that. X a few years younger than Magneto, but like Magneto got his powers in 1942. He was. Yeah. I mean, he got his powers during the Holocaust. And then if you think about it, first and he, class, was, he was 10 or 11. First class took place in 62. Right. And that and I said that to CJ as well. I'm like, so and Charles Xavier had just gotten his doctorate. So he's in his 30s. He's the same age. Basically, yeah, as he was at, in 1962, and like I can explain Mystique away because of yeah, right, because of her shape shifting ability. That's right, I, I get can, it. I can yep. explain Mystique away, no problem. But like this timeline is totally fucked. It is completely, completely effed. I want to save any reviews for when CJ gets back, and possibly because it is on our Patreon list. I don't know if. That's going to be the Patreon movie we do a spoiler cast of. So I will reserve my full review until later. But what I will say is you and I have very different opinions about this movie. <laughs> I was not happy with it at all. All right. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll embargo then we'll we'll embargo for until CJ comes back. So sorry, listener. You're going to have to wait at least two more weeks till we talk about uh, Dark Phoenix. But. I'm not surprised by this loss at all. I'm not surprised because forget about the critics and the just the critical panning this movie is movie is taking. This movie was supposed to come out in February, got pushed back to this to June, was heavily reshot. The entire third act was scrapped and they did a completely new third act. And just some of the issues that were going on during filming, I'm not surprised people stayed away. I'm also not surprised people stayed away because of the Disney Fox merger. A lot of people are probably sitting at home being like, why should I bother? They're just going to reboot it over at Disney anyway. So I'm not surprised this took a beating at the box office. And uh, I'm sure Disney doesn't care. They probably just released it because, hey, we have it. We might as well release it. 
Um, you know, because that's all going into Disney's coffers anyway. And again, they're going to reboot it. So it doesn't matter, you know, how much it makes. But yeah, uh, so if you are interested, um, go see it. But it's still going to lose money. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> but while we're on the topic of X-Men, I want to uh, I want to ask you a question, Josh. Yeah. There are 12 X-Men movies. All right. You have the original three. Yep. X-Men, X2, X-Men, The Last Stand. Yep. You have uh, the three Wolverine movies, X-Men Origins Wolverine, Gross. The Wolverine, and Logan. Yep. You have the new trilogy, X-Men First Class, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, and Dark Phoenix. I'm sorry, Quadrilogy. And yep. then you have Deadpool and Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. All technically X-Men movies. I want you to rank them for me. I will give you a couple minutes. But if you can just rank them from worst to best, best to worst, however you want to go about it, we're going to play a little game. Uh, okay. Um, worst to best? No, best to worst. Best to worst. What is the best X-Men movie out of all 12 of them? Uh, either... It's the first of either series for me. So either X-Men or X-Men First Class? Yeah, give me one. <sighs> I like First Class better. All right, so First Class is but, number uh, one. Because number- Sabretooth was dog shit. Sabretooth was dog shit. What's number two? Would that be just X-Men then? Being as it was tied for first? No, because if I put First Class first, then Days of Future Past is second automatically. Okay. Number three? X-Men. Four? Probably Logan. Four is Logan. All right, next. Five. Uh, In comparison to everything else? Don't forget you still have Deadpool and Deadpool 2. Both. That was my, both the Deadpool movies are my next two. So five and six? Yeah. Number seven? Apocalypse. Okay, number seven, Apocalypse. Eight? The Wolverine, because it was actually pretty accurate to the Wolverine saga. Agreed. Nine? Uh, X two, ten. Uh, it it it's like a. What do I have? Three left. Ten, eleven, twelve. So I I I've last stand Wolverine and Dark Phoenix left. Yes. They're all twelve. Yeah, give me something. Give me some sort of order. Um, I'm gonna put Dark Phoenix at ten for you since you just said you actually enjoyed it. I did like it. Yeah. So Dark so Phoenix. Which- uh, then, uh, 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 probably last stand because I, I didn't hate, uh, Famke Jansen as Gene. Okay. Um, and, and then, then X-Men Origins Wolverine uh, yeah, would I mean, be number 12. That, uh, yeah, it was, mm, it was just bad. Okay. So the reason we did this is. Inverse.com took it upon themselves to rank the X-Men movies by comics act, comic book accuracy. And I want to see what's going on. If, if the more accurate for, to the book, the better, or the least accurate from the book, the better. So I will tell you my ranking from best to, best to uh, worst real quick. Uh, number one, I got Logan. Number two, I have First Class. Number three is X2. Number four is Deadpool. Number five, Days of Future Past. Number six, the original X-Men. Number seven, The Wolverine. Number eight, Deadpool 2. Number nine, Dark Phoenix. Number 10, Apocalypse. 
number 11, Last Stand, and number 12, the uh, X-Men Origins of the Wolverine. So, let's see, because we both agree that X-Men Origins Wolverine is the worst. Oh, it's so bad. Let's see how accurate. Comic book accuracy, 3 out of 10. <laughs> so that makes sense. 3 out of 10. It being the worst freaking movie ever. All right. Let's see here. I think we both agree that X-Men The Last Stand was second to worst. Yep. Comic book accuracy, 4 out of 10. All right. So let's take a look at our number ones real quick. So your number one was X-Men First Class. Yes. X-Men First Class is a 7 out of 10 inaccuracy. My number one was Logan. Logan has an accuracy of 4 out of 10. So the nice thing about this article is they do the Rotten Tomato score, which is aggregate based on, you know, user uh, feedback. And they do comic book accuracy based on whatever Joe Schmo, Eric, who works at Inverse is, right? I'm not going to go through all 12 movies, but I will say the trend is more so the higher the, the, the score it's usually a four or greater as far as comic book accuracy. That's not a, that's that's not a great score. No, especially when you can say, and here's, and the problem is it's not really hard for Deadpool to be accurate to the books because he's always breaking the fourth wall. True. But so let's, let's do this. There is, what is the most accurate one on this list? Deadpool. Deadpool number one is an eight out of 10, right? Yes. Yep. With an 84% score on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, the highest Rotten Tomato score, I believe, is Logan. It's, it is. And I have no idea how. And that's a four out of 10. So there is really no theme. So the reason I bring this up is because purists like me always want to complain how things aren't accurate to the comic books. And I think it's, it's pretty interesting to see that some of the best rated X-Men movies are not the most accurate. And I guarantee you, if we were to do something like this with all the Marvel movies, they're, they're very true to the source material, but they take a lot of liberties with it. Oh yeah. And if I were to sit here and say, Hey, let's, you know, infinity war, how accurate is to the comic book? The accuracy is like two out of 10. And it's, you know, a fantastic movie. It's not close. It's not close at all. So I think that's my point here is that, like, everybody, when we talk about Dark Phoenix and we talk about, honestly, you know, I know Josh liked it, but we talk about the disappointment it was for people like me who are fans of the saga. It doesn't need to be accurate to be a good movie. It just has to work as a movie. That's what Marvel does really well. That's what some of these best X-Men movies did really well. I don't dis- I don't disagree with it doesn't need to be, you know, dead on. It's the some of these movies that like the total departure from what I know was a problem. That and and sure. and that's that's why I said what I said about Dark Phoenix. Sure, sure. I mean listen, I I, I if if I if the comic book fan of me were like 
rating Dark Phoenix. It's absolute utter garbage because it has absolutely nothing. Like you loved X Men, right? I did love X Men, okay. and I love the cartoon and, and, and the everything. first and the first X Men were Iceman, uh, Gene, Cyclops, and Professor X. In the first X Men movie? And, no, 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 no. Or in the cartoon, or in, what? In the book, it was Beast, oh, uh, Iceman, oh, yes, yes, Cyclops, yes. and then Gene joined uh, like a couple pages in. Correct. Yeah. And obviously Professor X. Like so, if 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 we were if if we were sticklers, we'd have had a real problem with Iceman being a student, you know, and and Beast being Kelsey Grammer and fifty years old. And, and but the thing I I really no, enjoyed no, no. Kelsey Grammer. I'm not uh, again. So did I. What I'm saying is you you have to sort of suspend that part of you to to mm-hmm. to get through like okay, it's not a book with hundreds and hundreds of issues. It's a movie that's two hours long. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of liberties that you have to take when doing a movie with to, especially a movie that like, listen, they cannot, they cannot cater to fans. Even like, you know, when you look at things like Harry Potter, you, you can't do everything that the fanboy in, in everybody wants you to do just cause, it's not feasible. It takes too much time. It takes too much. Uh, Harry Potter books are 700 pages long. Like, how are you going to fit yeah. all that in there? You have to omit characters. You have to cut storylines. You're I'm 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 with you 100 percent. I was just illustrating it by by using X-Men. Agreed. Number one. Segwaying from a movie that's not doing so well at the box office with the X-Men franchise and Dark Phoenix. Going on to some more eh, kind of Avengers news, but I mean, Avengers came out not too long ago, and no, it has not passed Avatar yet. Which, fingers crossed, we're still we're still hoping it's like fifty mil away. We're gonna world, get there world, worldwide, worldwide, worldwide. Okay, but we can yes. claim domestic. I, we can claim domestic, but I want worldwide, Joshua. And um, you know, Avengers Endgame star Chris Hemsworth has been making the rounds. He's promoting his new MIB International movie. Looks like he uh, was on Jimmy Fallon, and I'm looking at this headline saying uh, Chris Hemsworth talks Endgame, MIB, and Fat Thor sings Johnny Cash. So Josh, I, can you help me out here? Yeah, yeah, I added this into the show notes uh, after Laura sent it to me yesterday. Um, she was down, like, a pretty deep YouTube hole. As one does, yeah. As one does, um, and sends me this, and it's... it. Listeners, it's a long video. It's like six minutes long. So, like, you're going to need some time, you know, to watch this. Uh, but he does, Hemsworth does talk Endgame. Um, he does sing Johnny Cash's version of the Nine Inch Nails song, Hurt, um, which uh, is actually, the, like, the saddest song ever recorded, Johnny Cash singing mm-hmm. Hurt, um, uh, which is cool because he did it as Fat Thor in between takes in his trailer. Um, which <laughs> okay. is, which is kind of dope. Um, he does promote men in black international. If you're interested, there's, there's a, a really cool clip of that. Uh, and there's also a video of Chris Hemsworth doing this, like the, the like the bear crawl, like CrossFit workout with like these crazy heavy dumbbells. Oh gosh. Yeah. And, and then, and then, and then Jack black does one with like, 
little half-pound dumbbells. <laughs> uh, and apparently he posted this online. So it's all available. The video will be in the show notes. Um, I, look, I'd say check it out. Plus, you know, you got Jimmy Fallon cracking up, which is always cool. So let's kind of stay in the world of Avengers and Marvel. Uh, I got the wonderful chance to talk about uh, all the information I've consumed about Galaxy's Edge that just opened in Anaheim uh, last week. And not even... Letting the dust settle, Disney's already making moves to make their full-fledged Marvel land. Now, this has been rumored for a very long time. This has been in the works for a very long time. I don't know if we actually talked about it on this show, but a full theme park just based around Marvel sounds pretty awesome to me. Um, and uh, there was a tweet that hit the, the, the Twitter sphere earlier this week. Apparently... Uh, the, the place where they had a bug's land is closed down. They're going to use that land uh, just for Marvel land. And the tweet reads a bug's land had no major shops. Remember PT flea market, which closed in 2010, but the Marvel themed superhero campus certainly will 2071 square feet of merchandise space for all things. Spider-Man, according to this permit. Now, wait, wait, just for Spider-Man. That's what I want to know. That's a house. How do you feel about an entire house filled with Spider-Man merchandise, Josh? And this is before the rides and stuff. You know those, you know those like those decent sized like cell phone stores that are in malls? Yes. That's that. I know. Dude, I'm so excited. I'll go I'll go shop an entire house full of Spider-Man stuff. I mean, I'm not taking the kids, but like it's a reason it's in it's in Anaheim, right? Yeah, it's going to be in Anaheim. I mean, they, if they just break ground now, like, you know how long Galaxy's Edge took to build. It's probably going to be it's another gonna be, three to It's going to be another years. year. Uh, probably more. I mean, honestly, before uh, that, hold on, that's Hold on, hold up. on, hold on. Set to open in 2020. Seriously, 2020? Did I miss that? Uh, it's the second sentence. Brace yourselves, superhero lovers. A full-fledged Marvel land is officially in the works at Disneyland. Set to open in 2020. That's crazy. So, so it looks like Marvel attractions are also expected in Paris in 2020, Epcot in 2021, mm-hmm. and Hong Kong in 2023. I got to tell you, I probably wait for Epcot. I can get there way easier. Oh, yeah, totally. And don't have to take anyone with me. Like, like a day trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we'll, we will definitely, uh, keep our eyes on that. I mean, not much more information to talk about with that. Just the fact that it's coming, it exists. The permits are in, they will probably start constructing it and I am fully tumescent. So, (laughs) well, I mean, it looks like for this Spider-Man experience, we're going to have to go, uh, to Anaheim, which I mean, it's not an unpleasant place to go. I, I just worry about like, is it, is it worth it? to buy entrance into the park, even for a day just to do this thing. If it's anything like galaxy's edge, probably. Okay. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm looking at some of the galaxy's edge, uh, videos and how immersive just that section of the park is. Yeah. And if they do Marvel land the same way, Oh, well, we'll have to follow up when we get some leaked photos or something, because we most definitely will. We most definitely will. Before we get into the next topic, we just want to say that your support of this show is what keeps us going every week. So would you kindly please share this episode with a friend, especially 
if you think they'll enjoy the topics we just discussed. And if this is your first time listening, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Thank you. So, CJ is not here. But luckily, CJ did uh, scour the internet so that I could ask both of us uh, for our, our tech perspective on some things. And uh, the first thing is something. Do you want to talk about this? This seems like a CJ topic. Oh, it's definitely a CJ topic. Um, but yeah, I, so CJ uh, actually put this in the show notes uh, uh, and, and also wrote, fuck that, parenthetically, following the headline. Um, oh, that's not a part of the headline? No, I don't. You mean you I can't don't, get away with that? Yeah, I don't think it's part of what, um, what site is this? The next web. The next web. The next web. <laughs> the next web.com. It's totally some sort of like 1999 like title. Or just like, <laughs> just like, I bought this domain and I'm not giving it up. It's mine. <laughs> Even though this is still the old web and my design is terrible www.thenextweb.com So you have to type the www in Josh so you got to put it in there the uh apparently Facebook is reviving its mobile data gathering program with a new app um all right Josh what is that and why do I care so it's just it's just Facebook collecting your data right i mean they don't already they they do um, but, uh, one would assume this would allow them to be more secure and probably more clandestine in collecting your data. Um, mm. so I'm looking at this, I'm scanning it and it looks like to me, it is just an Android app at this point. Uh, you know, look, data collection you sign up for that every time you download an app. You you say okay mm-hmm. to the permissions. They collect you your data. You don't ever read the terms and conditions. No, you I mean, come on. You just you want an app, you download it, you say okay. Like you agree to the T's and C's when you log in. Um that I I mean, it's just it's that's the world now. I'm not going to I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to I'm not going to protest it. I I I'm going to I'm going to avail myself of all the security settings possible to limit what others can see. Yeah. But I have zero expectation that a free social media app will not be collecting my data. I have no expectation of privacy against that. I don't have any expectation of ever being in private any ever. So, you know, I, this I think we should probably circle back around the, on this topic when CJ is back and he can be like, oh, my God, what are they doing? Like, I, I. I don't care. Like, and, and I know how Josh feels about this. It's just the fact of the matter is this. We live in a world now where there's people don't watch TV for you to get those advertisements beamed into your brain. So they got to find other ways to do it and they got to be targeted about it. And this is how they do it. Every time you download an app, every time you use an app, every time you visit a website, you are agreeing to this stuff. They are purely using it for ads. They do not care about anything else. If I had something to hide, it would never find its way onto oh, yeah. my phone or my computer. Like or that guy you shot in Reno isn't yeah. on the computer at all. Yeah, I did it just, just to, to watch, watch him die. die. You know? right. Exactly. Yeah. I, no, not ever. It's never. I'm never going to post pictures oh of that. My God, I just made a CJ joke. Oh, you sure did. 
Oh, that was terrible. I, fe- I feel dirty. You shouldn't. I feel dirty. It's No, that. it's a good joke because Johnny Cash. And, and plus, that's a great song. All right, Josh. So uh, now that we're done talking about our data and keeping it private and, you know, not letting other people experience it, you know what else other people shouldn't be experiencing, Josh? B.O. <laughs> Tell that to my son. And... <laughs> And uh, I will say uh, this past week was E3. I'm sure uh, a bunch of people watched it. I watched a bunch of things from it. I will most certainly uh, talk about it if that's something we want to hear on the show. But right now we're talking about Xbox is planning a lot of stuff. But among their plans for this summer is they're releasing a line of body wash and deodorant. They've partnered with Lynx. To uh, release some uh, some things to make sure that Bo stays stays with you. So, Josh, if you were to say this is what Xbox smells like, what would you think the, the, the description of an Xbox smell would be? Um, hmm. Um, weed, feet, and Cheetos. <laughs> like, is that is that what it would because that's. The only thing I can imagine it would not not even but not even fresh Cheetos, Josh. The mildew, stale, the mildew from your parents' basement. Stale that- Cheetos because you didn't you haven't gotten a new bag in a while. But this bag is still good, you know. Like you still get the the frothy like the freaking Cheeto dust all over you, you know. I think it's gonna smell like uh, dip spit and <laughs> and uh, and code red, but. Um, I mean, you you should have a little faith. I mean, this is it's like Axe. It's it it is. So, Link's Xbox is a fresh scent of pulsing green citrus, featuring top notes of kefir lime and winter lemon, aromatic herbal middle notes of mint and sage, and woody bottom tones of patchouli and clear wood. Hard, hard pass. I pulled the I pulled the rip cord so hard that I actually hit my head on the canopy. So so you wouldn't want Christian using this and uh, Dude, walking around the house all day smelling me, like this. And you know what? Everything else is fine. Those fresh citrusy, okay. They're mint, pulsing. They're pulsing. Mint green and citrus. sage, okay. And then you said patchouli, and I went, nope. <laughs> Dude. I can't, I can't do it. Like, like a whiff of patchouli, and I have to leave oh, yeah? the room. I gotta go. Just the thought of it, just out. I'm, right? I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually trying to hold back like a dry heave right now, uh, good because I'm like I'm picturing, I'm picturing all like the men and women I've ever smelled that wore patchouli, and I'm going, mm, you just, you're using patchouli to cover up a worse smell, but it's there. And I got both of them. And that's what patchouli smells like to me. It smells like ass. It smells like pits. Nope. It smells like, you know what it smells like? It smells like a concert where people have been out in the sun too long, sitting Indian style in the grass. Oh. Uh, So it smells like Coachella. It smells like Coachella. It smells like Bonnaroo. It's, you know, it smells like Woodstock 94. It just, I don't, there's no, nope. Uh uh-uh. uh, there's no amount of patchouli that can hit my nose without a visceral response, or or at least at the very least, me walking the other fucking direction. 
So would you say you might actually, in fact, board a helicopter to get away from the smell? Um, I, I, if there were a helicopter available, I would board a helicopter. Well, I have good news for you. If you are happening to be in Manhattan, Uber copter is, is something that you can actually use now to get from Lower Manhattan to JFK. Is, it, is this, am I, am I reading this wrong? No, it, it can I get is. an Uber for a helicopter? It, yeah, for like 200 bucks. It's like, a helicopter. Listen, dude. I, all right. So, y- yes, this is interesting. Um, and if you have an unlimited expense account with your firm, this is a really <laughs> good thing, right? Because likely, you know, you're flying either transnational or international with, with, with J- from JFK, um, which is uh, just the worst airport in the world. Don't ever use it. This idea of a helicopter is great. Except from Midtown Manhattan, I can take a train with a single transfer and and be in J- and be at JFK in in like my my best estimate is probably thirty five minutes, and all of the hoops I'd have to jump through to get to the helicopter, that's going to take thirty minutes alone, and then it's going to be probably a 15 20 minute flight and they have to land on a helipad which isn't going to be on the tarmac where the flight that you're getting on is so like if this is for private charters fine but if it's if it's for like commuters commercial flights no not a chance no way no can way. i it's a t- it's a two dollar train ride but if i take the train i can't stage some sort of like epic battle on a rooftop where I have like a flash drive that like the bad guys are trying to take. Cause I feel like if I ordered this copter, that's what I would do. I have some guys chase me up the stairs. We do some karate moves as the helicopter lands. I'll jump in the helicopter. I'll scream at the Uber copter. Go, go, go. And then we go to JFK for $200 though. Um, Hey, I'm going to make every moment of that experience count for $200. Oh my God. I don't know, dude. I mean, not when I can jump on a train for two bucks. But no. where's the fun in that? And like, what karate I, moves do I get to do on a because train? Because I, I can't take my, my, my cereal milk ice cream on the helicopter. And I can take it on the train. Who says you can't take your cereal milk ice cream? There's no that? way they're letting you in a helicopter with food or drinks. There's no way. That makes no sense. It's a helicopter. It's just a, a moving platform. You're fine. It's a flying vehicle. There's food allowed in flying vehicles. Oh, only if served by a flight attendant. Psh. I'm telling you, they're Semantics. not letting you on there with ice cream. There's no way in hell. Well, we're going to have to try this, Josh. We're going to go to uh, Manhattan. <laughs> it's never going to happen. We're going to order gonna this Uber. I'm not going to do it. You're I'll, the one with the credit card that could kill a man because it's so <laughs> thick. <laughs> we can go. You would order this freaking copter. Uh, I'll use the, the, the kill a man credit card to order <laughs> cereal, milk, ice cream, and a slice of crack pie. But I will oh, not, yes. I will not get on a helicopter, not ever. And like, I, I'm sure just the thought of me jumping on a helicopter has Laura in hysterics because <laughs> the idea of me on a helicopter is fucking insane. No. Um, if but, we order this copter, can we stand in like suits and just like with hats and just <laughs> stand there menacingly <laughs> while our hats blow off? Yeah, that's what you have to do. If you board, if you're, you're required about to, to do this, if you're about to board a helicopter, you actually have to affix the suppressor to your nine millimeter prior 
Like while in full view of the other people boarding. Oh yeah, you can't do that. They have to know that you have uh, a silencer on your pistol, and you're you're ready to go. You're actually boarding because you're going to go kill somebody. Yeah, but you're no, you're boarding an international flight. You're an international man of mystery. It's the only way you're boarding. So I would be James Bond. You would. You would have to be. I'd have to be to take this helicopter. Instead of a $2 train ride, you'd have to be James Bond. See, that's the thing, though. James Bond doesn't use trains. James Bond only uses helicopters. I know. But, like, at that point, you have to ask yourself, what could be so urgent? Uh, what, what could be so urgent? Clearly, I'm stopping a missile launch of some kind. That's right. That's the have only to. thing that could be so urgent. Absolutely. I like where this topic went. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> That is our show for today, listener. Now, I know it's probably a little shorter show than you're used to. I promise next week we're going to uh, bring bring the gusto. And uh, by gusto, I mean Josh and I. It's going to be the two of us again. We're going to do cast this. Sound good, Josh? Yep, we're going to cast this. We're going to cast this. And when, and when we cast this without CJ moderating or editing, that's usually a very good time. And probably tears and, and punches will be thrown. So... Listeners, I'm going to throw out the cast this to, to you guys. We Josh and I have been uh, tossed around two movies that we wanted to recast. Uh, Josh wants to recast The Addams Family. Yes, I know there's an animated Addams Family coming out. We want to do it live action again, kind of like the, the old 90s uh, Raul Julia movie. Or I kind of want to cast uh, The Fifth Element with uh, good old Bruce Willis, Mila Jovovich, and Chris Tucker. So, listeners, if you have an opinion, please Go to Facebook, go to Instagram, go to Twitter. If you're a Patreon subscriber, message us on there. Let us know it, which one of those you want us to cast next week. If you, if there's a third option, we're all ears. We're, we're more than happy to cast anything. Josh and I love doing it. So we're definitely going to do cast this this week. Please go ahead to, to those social medias and uh, make sure your opinion is heard. Did you spell um, that M-A-E-D-I-A? Like, always. Yes. Social media. media. Also, you said we're happy to cast anything. We are. Um, uh, we're not. <laughs> uh, please stay away from like the super iconic stuff. Okay. All right. I can agree to that. Super iconic is off the table, but anything else is fair game. But until then, listener, thank you for making us your walk around the neighborhood, your drive to work, your leisurely boat ride on the <laughs> ocean that is on the water wherever you go. Uh, thank you for listening, and I don't know how CJ says goodbye, so bye! <laughs> Later. Well, welcome to the club, because you are that kind of nerd. How am I getting notifications that CJ is editing the show notes right now? Um, I, I don't know. Tell him to chill his shit. I guess we should, uh... Get this uh, boat out of the port here. Yeah. Let's get, get a, it. Let's get it. Let's get it on the water. Get it. Get it in the water. Maybe uh, taking a nice leisurely sailboat drive. Boat sail, whatever you do to a sailboat. You don't drive it. You what do you what do you do? Steer it. You just made a letter Kenny reference, by the way. <laughs> I, I am ashamed. I'm ashamed now because I refuse to watch that show on principle. And I now That's also good. refuse to quote it based on principle.
Uh, I'll watch it. I'll launch it. I'll launch it as best as I can. If there's a failure to launch, <laughs> I mean, you can't blame me. But No, you'd have yeah, to we'll, blame we'll Matthew McConaughey for that one. I mean, we could just sit here and talk about Matthew McConaughey movies for the pe- next hour if you like. Only if you want me to put my head through this plate glass desk. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of CJ's jokes, I told him I was going to steal this. <laughs> CJ goes to me. He was just like, oh, so, you know, got a job at a, as a security guard. I was like, oh, okay, because I knew it was, he was, I knew <laughs> right. it was a joke. Of course it's a joke. Who's like, ever going to, who's ever going to give him a firearm? Right. It's like a jet guy job as a security guard. And uh, they hired me just to, to watch the office. And um, I'm on the sixth season and I have no idea what this has to do with my job. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to admit, uh, I good. actually laughed and it, it, it felt bad laughing because it encourages him to do other stupid shit like that. <laughs> 